Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. What is poppin' congregation? It's your girl, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. Welcome back to another installment of Scam Goddess. No, you are not on 1.5 speed. I'm just talking really fast. Uh, did I say my name was Lacey Mosley? I believe I did. This is a podcast dedicated to fraud, scams, boondockery, bamboozling, uh, robbery, con, anything. And all those that practice it. Uh, guys, I'm very... Yes, excited. You know I am. You know I am, honey. Very excited for today's guest. We have a black queen on the show. Uh, we have the host, the creator of The Stacks, a podcast all about books. Remember those, honey? Get your eyes into them. Each week, special guests come on the show to discuss books that they love, hate, haven't read, or books that they wrote. New episodes of The Stacks drop every Wednesday. Congregation, please welcome Tracy Thomas to the show. Hi, Tracy. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. So, Tracy, you are after my own heart because I love the spelling of your name. Yes. Okay, yes. do you want to hear the craziest thing? This is wild. Okay. My married last name, a name that I do not use, is Casey. So my married name is Tracy Casey. Do you want to die for me? Because I know you would die if that was your married last name also. Tracy Casey? No, yeah. I love that. That's a name for crime. Tracy Casey got to be out here robbing people. And Tracy, I just assumed you were black. Are you black? I am. I am. <laughs> I'm half. I'm mixed. I got a mixed white mom race. and a black dad. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. I just, uh, you know how black people be. I just assumed. I was yeah. like, no, Tracy Black. Uh. You nailed it. <laughs> But uh, Tracy, yes, yeah, so I spell my last name with or my my first name with an I as well. I guess we didn't do this. Our mothers. No, my did this dad did my name. Okay, he came in hot. Like it's gonna be with an I. Like I guess for my brother, they spent a lot of time on his name. For me, my dad just like went to my mom and was like, "It'll be Tracy with an I." Thank you, and that, that was it. Done. Your dad has so much influence in the naming mm -hmm. process. Yeah, he nailed it. For me, it was my grandmother because my mom wanted to name me Lark. Um, okay. And I love that name, but my grandmother yeah. was like, no. And so we went with Lacey. And my mom's Lori with an I, so I'm Lacey with an I. Which... I love this. Anytime, only, I've said this on the podcast before, but only when I get in an Uber, they will say my name wrong. Every time I get in an Uber. What do they say? And it doesn't matter the nationality of the driver. It's uh, Lachai, Laki, Lazi, um, Lakai. <laughs> I've heard everything. And I'm like, y'all, it's really just L-A-C-I, but, you know, go off. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, Tracy with an I, mm -hmm. uh, what is your relationship with scams? Do you like them? Do you hate them? Have you ever been scammed? It could be anything. Okay. I I have been scammed okay. recently, and I want to talk about recently? it. Recently? Okay, we love a recent con. Not super recent, I should say. It was at the <laughs> beginning of the pandemic. And okay. to my defense, before I say more, I have twins children, twin twin kids, and they are two years old. That's and at the scam. time they were a f talk about a fucking <laughs> Did scam. you did you were you barking it for one baby and they were like, you gonna get two? 
I was like, maybe I'll get pregnant. And then I got <laughs> pregnant with two babies in a month. So it was that's the ultimate scam. Oh. But so, OK, my kids are like four months. The pandemic has just started. I'm, you know, running the podcast, doing my whole thing, trying to be a mom. My husband is a medical professional. So he's out of the house, like mm-hmm. doing saving lives, curing COVID. I don't know. And I get this email on my business account from Amazon that's like, hey, something, something TV, right? And I'm like, I haven't slept in seven years. Like, let me call the number. <laughs> when I say it, I'm so like you embarrassed. Call, you call Mr. Yes. Amazon? You call Jeff I Bezos? I called to be like, I don't know why this TV is going to Kentucky. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed telling the so story. So you had made a purchase of no, a television. No, no, no. I just got a receipt. And I was like, oh, they must have sent this wrong person. I hope they don't charge me for this TV oh, that got sent to Kansas or Kentucky. So I call. I start talking to the guy. He's like, great. We're going to we're gonna request a new thing. Like, go ahead. And he's like walking me through the steps to change my password or whatever. And so I'm like clicking the button. Oh. And he's like, OK, what's the code they just sent you? And then it's like, great. Just tell me the code over the phone. And then all of a sudden, of course, it dawns on me and I just hang up. And then I like call Amazon and I'm like, I think I got scammed. Like I have new babies and like, I don't know why they're targeting me, but it was fine. But then last week I got a thing from my bank that was like, we got an address change on your bank. So I call the number and I'm like, and then they're like, what's your social security number? And I was like, oh my God, I'm getting scammed. (laughs) So I hang up and then I call my bank again. And then they're like, no, it wasn't a scam we really just messed up your address. And I was like, you know what? I got scammed a year and a half ago by Amazon and I will trust no one ever again. Well, Tracy, better safe. We always say on this podcast, <laughs> hanging up is definitely yes. the step one when you feel like you're being scammed over the phone is just go ahead and remove yourself from the conversation. Two, I sense that you were like prefacing this with these details, but Tracy, there's no shame on this podcast. I've been scammed. <laughs> a lot of our listeners, no, a lot of our <laughs> listeners have been scammed. Listen, I am a mark. I am a scammer. There is no shame. There's no, no there shame. There is. Oh my God. It was like the stupidest scam. It was like a picture of a receipt. I blew it. I I hate myself because I think that I'm like so tough and smart because I am passionate about like a cult moment, like a scammer and a cult. Mm-hmm. Like I love the Theranos thing. I was big in Theranos before every outlet covered it. We're Team Lizzie over here. Yes. Yeah, just huge, huge on all of that stuff. So I was like, I'll never get scammed. I'm My eyes are wide open. Like I am here <laughs> to protect myself against these people. And then they're like, you ordered a TV to Kansas. And I'm like, oh my God, I super didn't. Do you want all of my information? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it happens to the best of us. And I, and this is fresh off of the scam of you having two babies yes. because you better than me. If I if I said I want one baby and they talking about two, I'd be like, what y'all going to do with the other one? Yeah. What we yeah. going to do? Apparently you can't put them back in. After they came, I was like, can they re- be returned? Because right. it's a lot. No, did I, did I hit sin twice? No, I only <laughs> wanted one. <laughs> Because that's, that's twice the baby, that's twice the food, twice the Everything. clothes. Twice Ooh. the diapers. Oh, twice the diapers. Oh, yeah. man. Because at least with clothes, maybe you could like, they, they wear the same size they, at the same they time. Switch. They all It's all yeah. the same clothes. We rotate. We don't yeah. do an exact twin on twin because they're identical twins. So it's like, why would I make this harder for myself? Okay, which I say, I will say with an identical twin, I feel like you could get a little double mint moment out of these babies. You know what mm, I mean? We could get the babies employed. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like I should. I feel like I should be taking them to all the studios and be like, "Here are my beautiful children. Pay us millions. Have you heard of Mary Kate and Ashley? I'll do you one better. Look at these two. Right. I bet they're beautiful. I will because you you are a beautiful woman. So, but oh, so I'm you. sure the kids are giving with the facials and the they're the very face cards. They're very cute. yes. If but I do I, but, say so myself, as their you're mom. like I cooked them up good. You're like I cooked up a real fresh batch of kids. They're delicious. Yeah, yeah. I. I will say, though, during COVID, it is harder to be like, get the babies employed. Because yeah. if there wasn't COVID, then I'd be like, because working as an actor, like people will hand me fresh babies on set that I have to work with. And this is like a like this baby is fresh, fresh. I'm like, y'all just splashed it off and gave yeah. it to me. Like, damn, did you cut the umbilical cord? So, you know, back then people used to offer up their fresh babies all the time. But yeah, with COVID, I, I totally get that. But you, you know what? You did the right thing. I would say you shouldn't be embarrassed about this because you did hang up the phone when you started to realize that things were a little sus. Yeah. And you know, I you did. didn't order a TV. I, did. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like actually lose my entire Amazon account. Thank God. But people will do that. Like if you get unprompted emails and you know you haven't bought anything, you know you haven't purchased anything, just let the email go. I've gotten mm-hmm. emails where they had my password and they were like, oh, girl, we got your password and we about to leak all your shit. And I just don't respond. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are they going to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, th- you're so right. Ah. Yeah, you're right. I just now I just delete. I'm like, oh, I ordered another TV. I've gotten like five more of the exact same one since then. And every time I get so mad, I'm like, okay, okay, I'm not going to fall for it again, people. They're like, we got Tracy to call Mr. Prime once. Let's yeah. see if we can get her to call Mr. Prime <laughs> one more time. Like, no, just call Mr. Prime and give him the password. Because, yeah, guys, anytime somebody's trying to verify codes with you or things like that, it's like if they don't have any information on their side, we say this on this podcast all the time, any institution that has your information will treat you like a very jealous girlfriend that you cheated on multiple times or partner in general. They'll be like, where were you? And when? <laughs> and what time? Okay, and then, and then what was the last four digits? Like, they're never going to just ask yeah. you for all the information they should have the information as well uh we don't ask questions we don't know the answer to but no that's just, that's not that's not too bad you've heard worse i've oh much much okay. much okay. worse <laughs> <laughs> and there still wouldn't be judgment but do you think like are you against scammers do you kind of understand where they come from uh, does it I'm depend team, on the scam i love a scammer i i mean if it's not if you're not scamming me i'm here for it i love to hate a scammer like i think elizabeth holmes is a perfect human being as far as like entertainment <laughs> purposes i'm like like the look the hair the turtleneck just the voice holy shit like that are you voice. out of your mind with that voice <laughs> elizabeth but i love like one of my favorite I, this isn't really a scam this is more of a cult but like i but it had a scam element is jonestown mm-hmm. jim jones one of my one of my obsessions I just I'm I'm here for it. I the audacity of it, right? Like right. you just are gonna do this, and everyone's just gonna say yes. Okay, that's I mean, the audacity. Okay. I would it's, say that cults fall under scams. Like yeah. you have to have a certain personality to start a cult to believe you. And you know, and I I feel like it's a big Leo energy. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, I am a Leo. So I think this is why I love these people. They're like yeah, religion around me. Yeah, yes, that, that's of course sounds normal, course. plausible. Yeah, I also love the like really like like the Lula Rich ones, like the Mm -hmm. really just like those leggings were moldy, like billions. 
The leggings were a little moldy, but you know what? You all you had to do was put them in the oven. They said just the, throw them the in freezer. the oven real quick. <laughs> the freezer, yeah, and they and they good as new. Okay, good as new. Uh, and I, I love that. That's such a great segue into our first segment here. What's hot and fraud? This is where we warn our listeners about popping scams in the zeitgeist, and more often than not, we get a letter from you guys. As always, snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail Just make sure the scam is retired because we don't want to what. Yes. Fuck up your bag. So I just need a fake name from you, Tracy. It could be, we don't care about gender. Uh, Clancy. Oh, Clancy. I love that. That's, that Clancy sounds like somebody who was like in the early 1920s and like had horses and maybe like a general (laughs) store. No, Clancy to me sounds like the old black dude at the barbershop. Like, oh, oh, Clancy back there. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. If we go in that way, Clancy is definitely a hotep who has... Who didn't get the vaccine because of 5G mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige. And mm-hmm. that all adds up when Clancy uh, tells you about it. So Clancy says that about eight years ago, a bunch of my girlfriends convinced me to join them in a sort of self-empowerment slash new age phone group pyramid scheme. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. What a sentence. Too many adjectives. Self-empowerment. <laughs> new age. Phone group pyramid scheme. I mean, you got me. So we got to have an iPhone. Say more. We definitely got crystals. You know what I mean? New age. Deep breathing. There's going to be a lot of breath work. You know about chakras? Because you're definitely going to need your chakras for this. Um, I mean, the thing is, is like wellness scams and the cult of like... I don't know. I'm so on the fence about this. And I guess I'm a cynic. But when I, I have some friends who are real hippy dippy and, you know, I got some sage. I own some sage. I got a few crystals. But certain people, when they're just like, when they, that's like how they speak all the time. I'm just mm-hmm. like, what's going on with you? And they're like, you know, I, I, this is what I, I'm creating space for this. And I'm <laughs> holding space for this. And I'm, I'm just like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I mean, unless it's your job. Like, I have a woman who gives me massages and she speaks in a foreign language of well. But I'm like, okay, like your whole job is to heal people, I guess. But anytime she's like, we'll be like, oh, blah, 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 you know, charcoal, interior ligament scrub. And I'm like, how do you do that? She's like, you drink this drink and then you charge the crystals and the moon. And then in six weeks of drinking the drink, you'll have new bones. And I'm like, well, (laughs) excuse me. It's going to scrub my ligaments from the inside. I'm like, okay. You have a new cartilage scrub. (laughs) What? Scrub cartilage, boo. That's on the okay. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna drink it though. I'm Thank still, you. I'm gonna drink it. Yeah, just go ahead and get that knot right there. That would be right. great. Thank you. I will say that if you're in the wellness space and that's your profession, yeah. that's the only time I'm not as creeped out because I won't lie. Like the bedside manner of a masseuse being like, "Oh yeah, get that neck out, queen. I'm about to, <laughs> about to bust all in your neck." Yeah, I don't. That feels yeah. That's the wrong language. When I get yeah. a, when I get a massage, I do want them to be like, "Okay, and now we're gonna really uproot." I want them to say things like uproot. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But like when your friend who's in marketing is like telling you about a way to like clean your chakras or whatever, you're like, okay, don't like you work like, for Pepsi. Like, yeah, don't, isn't there like an Instagram story you need to be working on? Like, let's let's do this. I'm definitely with you on that. So it was presented as a sister circle where we would all be supporting our sisters. Not you already laughing at sister circle. Why can't the girls have a shape? The girls want a shape. <laughs> a surprise. <laughs> I feel like circle is overused. If you're going to get into scamming, like, give me an octagon. I'll take an oval. Give me a, a queen's rhombus. 
a regal parallelogram. Rhymes. Yeah, <laughs> parallelogram for the people. Yes, parallelogram for the people. Okay, that's what I want. I feel like circle is just we, you know, even oval would yeah. would Almost hit my ear. a little close. Yeah. So this is a sister circle where we'd be supporting our sisters, meditating on abundance, and checking in once a week with each other on a group phone call. No. Mm. No. <laughs> Teresa, you don't want to meditate on abundance. Do you want to get on another phone call? Be honest. <laughs> is that going to make you feel better? Is it a Zoom? Zooms? Yeah. <laughs> Are you staging all the Zoom squares? No. I don't know. I'm into it. I'm into it so far. I joined the circle. Okay. So, have fun. <laughs> Damn, Tracy, you not coming? No. Hell no. <laughs> I Tracy. want you to tell me about it, though. Text me afterwards and tell me what they all said. <laughs> Tracy, get out the car. Come on. <laughs> We manifested abundance. I love I love a meditation moment. It's just closing your eyes and thinking. Um, and I love that. I love that for everyone involved. So it's set up like an old school pyramid scheme, airplane game, where you have the different levels, starting with the appetizer. Now, hold on. We started with a circle, and now we're moving on to a food analogy. Maybe it's like on the circular plate. There's an appetizer. Mm. Okay, mm. see, you could be a part of this, Trace. You're already vision. explaining it. I told you Leo. I'm a Leo. I've got the vision. <laughs> the Leo is hopping out. So at the bottom is the appetizer. Um, we, damn, we don't start with the um, amuse-bouche. We yeah. start with the appetizer. Okay. And then at the top level, you're a dessert. Oh, mm, okay. Where is the snack, though? <laughs> right. It's fun. I don't know why this sounds sexual to me, but okay. So I think these names were given so that anyone, if they ever saw the communications that was from an outside group, they would think we were just planning a potluck. Okay. okay. I was pretty... <laughs> I was pretty sure that this was some bullshit, but a lot of my friends made it through the ranks very quickly and came out of the other side. To be a part of this group, you had to put in $10,000. I had a friend lend me the $10,000 with the agreement that I would pay it back to her when our circle was complete. So I just feel like if I manifest in abundance and I already got 10 k I should probably just work with that. I would just take that to an investor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel also, like... I love that it's a circle, but it's really a pyramid scheme. And also, you don't get the money till your circle is complete. So it's actually just a line, it sounds like to me. Just yes. like it's not, there's no circle happening. Tracy, how many uh, ge- geometric figures have we just passed through so quickly? It started a lot, as a circle, a and then it's really a triangle. This is a geometry <laughs> podcast, but really it's yeah. linear. Yeah. yeah. They're just hoping you never took geometry. Yes. Yeah, exactly. They're hoping that you slept through it. Uh, And so this was not money that I had lying around, but my more affluent friends did, and they were able to pool their affluent friends. Some people went to the top in less than a month. Wow. So if you, if I feel like if I have that many friends who have $10,000, I probably wouldn't be able to convince them to join a circle of meditate. Like, like you have me on the healing and the wellness, but Mm -hmm. you got me confused when it's $10,000. Like, I thought we were meditating. Meditation is product. What's the thing that they're selling? Just just a phone call, a group, a group chat. Like, I'm confused on what's the the thing. Girl, the circle. Okay. And the sisters. And it's a sisterhood. So it's just you're buying you're buying ten thousand dollars worth of rich friends. Yeah. Yeah. You know how circles have like a diameter Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and then they have a circumference. Mm-hmm. So ten thousand dollars. Anyway, <laughs> got it done. It makes sense. Think about it. You know, you need to meditate longer, Tracy. That's why yeah. you're not. Uh, I'm assisting all off. a lot of negativity. I'm not from zen. You. I there's something clogging my inner aura. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, you mm-hmm. backed up, and it's because 
It's because I don't know geometry <laughs> and I don't have $10,000 to give to my friends. And this is very much an old school scam. Um, there's even like an episode of the Parkers about this that it does use these terms like the dessert and the appetizer. Oh, really? Yes. I can't remember the season, but there's an episode of the Parkers where tea gets involved in like a pyramid <laughs> scheme like this where it's a dinner party in quotes, but um. it's, you know, money. So the scheme is, is that you had to invite women into the circle that would put in $10,000 after five women joined the bottom rung of the appetizer position. So I don't know how circles got rungs. Mm-hmm, Again, mm-hmm. geometry. Um, so after the five women joined the bottom rung of the appetizer position, the highest dessert position would get their payout of $50,000. And then the circle would split and five more women would have to be invited until it could start over again. So I'm imagining that the circle must split amongst the five people at the bottom because otherwise... That's I not even. I, I'm so lost. I, I I have to admit I'm terrible at math and my image, it's just, it's not working for me. So I guess this person says, Clancy says, I guess I came into the game late because I was very successful in getting people to join. But by the time I was in the position of the dessert and ready to get my bag, people had joined three to five other circles and the whole thing stalled out. I mean, these pyramid schemes can last so long, but this process of failure was accelerated. A lot of the money was coming from growing weed, cash money. Okay, now growing weed is involved. Okay, this is a different circle then. <laughs> you let you sort of buried the lead, Clance. Right, Clancy. <laughs> are you a part of a cartel? This yeah. <laughs> has the cartel gone through a rebrand, girl yeah. boss? <laughs> no, we're a we're a feminist circle of cocaine distribution. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, it's not it's not a cartel. It's a circle. It's a circle, and we move squares, aka yeah. bricks <laughs> and bricks. <laughs> Like, hmm, this is curious. So basically, uh, Clancy is saying that by the time they had invited the people to give the $10,000, the circle had already split up before they gave Clancy the bag. But if they joined three other circles, does that mean they put down 30 k That's what I'm trying to understand. So It sounds like Clancy got scammed within a scam. Like everyone else made out and Clancy got double scammed. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like, Clancy, you were like, everybody get involved in the circle. And they were like, oh, yeah, we will on our own. And then they all became their own desserts and never gave you any Mm -mm. pie. Mm -mm. You just over here, chicken wing, a little appetizer. Damn, yeah, girl. Mm -hmm. You you a a side salad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's mostly lettuce. Mm. Iceberg. Iceberg. Damn. (laughs) They didn't have to do you like that. So I felt pretty annoyed at myself for joining because I knew that this was bullshit, but I had a couple women give me the whole, don't you feel you deserve this lecture? And why are you always working so hard for your money while the rest of us are getting it so easily? What is your block to manifestation and abundance, queen? (laughs) Not queen. (laughs) If money was this easy to make, we would all be making it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it was as easy as getting on Facebook mm-hmm. and, and opening your geometry textbook and becoming a rhombus, <laughs> we would all do it. It's true. You know, if if the math ain't math, then there's a reason the math is not mathing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, after finally resisting for so long, I surrendered. I worked my ass off, had a great circle of women, and was in the position to desert very quickly. But like I said, everyone had spread out their resources too far. I eventually stopped and bowed out gracefully, and I have no idea what happened to the circle after that. I was there for about six months, leading a one-hour phone call once a week. All in all, I wasn't too traumatized, but I just thought you would enjoy this very new-age cloaking of a very classic pyramid scheme. Um, what happened to the 10K? Did you give it back to your friend? Is this a scam? There's scams within this scam, Clancy. 
Clancy, you have left out so many pertinent details that I feel like I'm being scammed. We don't know where your friend's donation of the 10K went. To you? To the circle? When you started your circle, did they give you any coins? Who was on your one-hour phone calls? What were you talking about? I have so many questions. And who's the parent company? Like who? <laughs> like who is the Lula Rich of all of this? You know, like who's in charge here? Who's making the billions off of your 10k? I need to know. Yeah, who's the restaurant? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. Who's responsible who's for the cheesecake factory? Yeah. <laughs> Because that's who I want to be in this whole scheme. I would like mm-hmm. to be the Cheesecake Factory. We know that mm-hmm. menu is big as hell. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, honestly, there's a lot of just rewording of old scams. And, you know, they just it off. They give it a new haircut and they put it back on Facebook. Uh, so we all know about that. Guys, if it was easy to make money, if it was that easy, everybody would be doing it. Also... Mm-hmm. If it's that easy to make money, people wouldn't tell you. When are people Mm -hmm. ever like, wow, I'm making money hand over fist. Would you like some? That's just not how Americans work. I know a girl who does like one who's like high up on one of those pyramid schemes, like has the white Mercedes and the whole thing. And her Instagram is truly my nightmare like her talking into her instagram stories being like hey guys here's my list of products for the month and it is terrifying and even if she's making a billion dollars i still don't think i could do it i don't think i would want to it seems horrible it does i just can't imagine having to get up every day and turn on my front face and camera and mm-hmm. lie to the internet for mm-hmm. money and, and just, have to put makeup on to do it oh, and to have to stand in front of my white mercedes like it's just the whole thing i don't want to like, do my eyebrows for robbery like, <laughs> and you're doing it to all your friends that's the fucked up part it's like you're getting your friends involved in this scheme so that you can make a little extra money and then they're getting screwed like it's a no Right. And these people have to know where you live. And eventually you have to stop being invited to parties and shit. I would imagine, like, if you're the person peddling the wellness Zoom Mm -hmm. call, Mm $10,000 circle, people are going to stop inviting you to their baby showers and shit. Yeah. I bet they did so good, though, at the start of the pandemic. Oh, my God. I bet those circle, the circles, the calls, people feeling Mm -hmm. isolated, wanting to manifest in community. Oh, my God. That's a really good point. Yeah, Yeah, they were probably raking it up because you're alone. That's all Mm -hmm. we had was Zoom. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. How many sad Zoom birthday parties did I sit on holding a glass of wine, (laughs) staring into my computer camera? Tragic. Yeah. Ugh. Too many. And I remember one, Larry Owens, I'm going to shout you out for this. Larry put on a um, Zoom birthday party for my friend Sydney Washington, who I adore. But Larry didn't have, like, real Zoom. (laughs) So by the time she got on the surprise Zoom, he was like, all right, y'all, we got to move to a new Zoom because it's going to end. They only gave me 15 minutes. So he's like... shouting all the, like, information at us. He's like, y'all got to, hold on, click the link in the chat because this is about to hang up. I said, not us doing this bootleg Zoom party where we literally have five minutes. <laughs> I mean, those were the times. Listen, we were, it was a new frontier. Guys, if it seems too good to be true, if, if it's a shape, honestly, any shape-related businesses, don't get involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never heard of a shape business being legitimate. So Can't think of one. Can't think of a solitary one. So, you know, maybe don't get involved if the whole premise is... Uh, Something you need a protractor for. (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be back with my favorite part of the show, Historic Hoodwinks. Scams! Do you have an unemployed roommate at home? 
You know who I'm talking about. Children. Yes, Whitney said they are our future. And don't you want to invest in theirs? I know you want to set your children up for success. Maybe you want to save a little coin on private tutoring because we know that inflation is high and these wages are not getting higher. Okay, which is why I love IXL Learning. IXL Learning, it's an online program for kids covering math, language arts, science and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. No more trying to scam your kids as you try to figure out their math equations and their homework. And you know you haven't seen a trapezoid in about 20 years, right? So let IXL help you out. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning and get IXL now. And Scam Goddess listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com goddess. Visit IXL.com goddess to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks. Trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bus when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing it right over there. I got on the underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select Scam Goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. Cons! And we are back. It's time for my favorite part of the show. I'm going to regale Tracy with a famous con caper group of criminals. We'll just get her opinions all throughout. I want to make a note up top here. Um, almost the entirety of this story is drawn from uh, William Brennan's Intelligencer article, Worst Roommate Ever. Um, and just a content warning, there is some mentions of uh, physical assault and um uh, at one point, uh, suicide. Uh, so I just want to put that up top, but we'll keep it as light as possible. You know, we don't like to get super dark over here. I also watched Worst Roommate Ever on Netflix, uh, which inspired me to hit up our researcher, Kaylin, and see uh, what we can dig up on this as well. Have you heard of Worst Roommate I've ever? never heard of this. Such a funny title for what it is, uh, which is just American titles of television shows now. Because <laughs> I was I was thinking I was going to watch and be like, oh, they'll be annoying. And I was like, murder! <laughs> yeah. Is this where we're headed? I'm so scared. I feel like if I don't think I would call somebody my worst roommate ever if they like murdered me. I feel like yeah. it, there has to be a the bigger criminal insult. I lived with. Right. I feel like that makes them sound annoying when they mm-hmm. were like dangerous. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh my God, my roommate used to get on my nerves. They murdered me. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. I feel like it's a little serious. It's a little more serious than we're making it out, Netflix. Uh, and also, William. 
But, okay, so to those who first met him, Jameson Bachman was an intelligent, educated, and charming potential tenant. However, as soon as the first rent check was cashed, he would embark on a reign of terror against his victims with the ultimate goal of taking their homes from underneath them. Oh, gosh. Have you ever uh, lived with a roommate that you didn't know beforehand, Tracy? Yeah. Yes, I have. Was it like in college or where? It was right after college. I got an apartment with two friends and then it was right after college. So we were all constantly like doing things, moving out, moving back in. And so we had like a apartment of musical chairs. And so Mm -hmm. there were sometimes people who moved in that we did not know. But like they would be connected to someone somehow. I don't think we ever had any Craigslist type people. It was like a Facebook situation of like, oh, this friend knows this person. Yeah, Yeah, and they need a place to live. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that I always like talk about when people speak about living wages in Los Angeles. I'm like, I just want to say this conceptually out loud so everyone can hear how insane it sounds. People will tell you to go online Find a stranger and share a home with them so that you can afford to live in a city. If I can't afford to live by myself on the wages that I'm being paid, then it is not a living wage. Yeah. If I have to shack up with strangers, (laughs) people I do not know in order to survive. That I found on the internet. That I found on the interwebs. <laughs> yeah, like not even people I met at a bar. I was like, hey, I'm looking for a roommate. I've spent 20 minutes with you. Just a right. complete, hello, dear sir, madam. Right. I'm if looking. I have to go to Craig and his <laughs> list, and I ain't even met Craig. Nobody's met Craig. Craig. Don't, don't know, know Craig. Emailing. Don't know his list. If I have to go over to Craig's and find somebody to live with, then that's not a living wage. Mm-mm. And it's insane that we've normalized that. Well, just get a room, just live with a stranger and hope they don't kill you. Come on, America. What? No. No. I understand having a roommate, if we were in a situation where it was like, oh, we could get a bigger place or we could mm-hmm. afford more space. But mm-hmm. it's a necessity right now with the wages that people are being paid as minimum wage. And that's not okay. Um, it's wild that we accept that. So we're talking about Jameson Bachman. Well, with a name like Jameson, mm-hmm. we know he's going to be up to some shenanigans. So we're starting with Alex Miller. Alex Miller, then 31, first met the serial squatter when she posted a listing on Craig and his list mm-hmm. for a new roommate. Her previous roommate had left with little warning, and with a part-time juice bar salary in Philadelphia, she was desperate to find someone who would fill the room. Damn, yeah, she's working at a juice bar in Philly. Do they like juice in Philly? I, I guess they do. <laughs> <laughs> enough for Alex to get to get a roommate. Right, not I guess enough. not that much. I guess not that much. <laughs> Clearly not enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the man who called her identified himself as Jed Creek. That don't even sound like a real name. That sounds like one of them names where you look around for stuff that's in your your eyeline. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Uh, paperclip TV screen. <laughs> Oh, my God. So this is, we're looking at Jameson right here. He looks to be a tall white man with a full head of hair, which I've said several times on this podcast, equals charismatic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this is Jed Creek. He's a lawyer from New York who was in need of a place to stay while he tended to his ailing mother and brother in Philadelphia. So a whole backstory. Wow, he's got an ailing mother and brother. He's a lawyer, but he needs to live with you? 
Mm-hmm. He's a lawyer in New York City and he needs to live with you? Like... Mm, already doesn't add up. Exactly. And guys, we always say this on this podcast, if it's too good to be true, it is. Why is mm-hmm. this lawyer man who lives in New York City where the cost of living is definitely higher than Philadelphia need to live with you, Alex? <laughs> Why doesn't Why? he live with his mother and brother? Yeah, especially because they're ailing. It feels like if he needs to tend to their ailments, it's probably better that he's like under the same roof. Yeah, because they're not just ailing nine to five. Like, I'm sure they're ailing at six o'clock. Like, I feel like he needs to be there. Yeah, I feel like he would need to be there for all the ailments. You're right about Mm -hmm. that. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. you can't clock in on ailments. Like, Mm -mm. I feel like you got to be there around the around the clock. Around the clock ailments. That's a good point. Like, no, I just tend to the ailments from nine to five. Yeah. Now, if she fall after that, that's none of my business. I'll see her in the morning. Don't roll over. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Confusing. So he said he supplemented his income by doing litigation and tutoring students online. Uh, so in, in addition to doing lawyer lawyering, he was also doing litigations and teaching online. Sure. So he's a lawyer with several side hustles. Yes. <laughs> Good okay. sign. Because you know how you be having free time for side hustles. Like, I'm a lawyer and I also drive for Uber. Like, you know, I read the affidavits at the red lights. What? (laughs) So, to Alex, he seemed like the perfect solution to her problem. And though she was surprised when he offered to move in immediately with check in hand, she agreed. And you should not have agreed, Alex. Mm -mm. Because why? Now, listen, with living situations, things do get desperate. I do understand the time is absolutely of the essence when moving, but... Why is this person not wanting to assess who you are? Mm-hmm, Why is this person mm-hmm. also willing to move? Put your always put yourself in the shoes of the opposite person as well. What are they getting out of it? And if you can't think of something that they're getting out of it, the chances are is that they're getting over on you. On you. Yeah. Because I've never I've never went and looked at a place or met somebody on Craigslist and was like, "Great, check in hand." Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I at least am like, I'd like to come back to the neighborhood at night and see if it feels safe. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm like, I need six days to sleep on this at least. Like I could, I couldn't possibly make a decision and have actual money on me available, ready to go. Unless it's the application fee. Otherwise, exactly. like I need to come back. Love to see how the sun hits the windows at the <laughs> east. You know, like I, I need to get a vibe check. I need a vibe check. I definitely want to check and see if you have mail that's going to the corresponding address with your name on it. Yeah. Like, I need to make sure you're not scamming me. I'm most certainly not showing up with my check from uh, Wells and the Fargo. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, mm-hmm. giddy up, let's move in. So when he showed up later that night. Okay. <laughs> I'm so scared. He brought only Tupperware bins and his dog, as well as a cat he had not previously mentioned. So he showed up to the crib with some bins and an extra animal. <laughs> so many flags. Could you imagine? For a bed, he dumped a heap of comforters on the floor. Now, remember, this man practices the law. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. He's here to visit all of his ailing relatives. He's here taking care of others. So he only has a comforter for his bed because he's selfless, lacy. He has no bed, though. Because he has given everything to his loved ones and all he has is a simple comforter. Now, when I watched Netflix documentary, uh, Alex was there giving her accounts and she said that she asked about the the pallet that he put on the floor and he said, it's more comfortable to sleep this way. Mm. I just feel like if you can't afford a bed, then you can't afford rent. Mm-hmm. 
Now, there are circumstances where when people first move into a place, maybe they have an air mattress or they're building up. But I just feel like I'm not going to let anybody move in with me mm-hmm. who does not have a bed. Mm-hmm. 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 I kind of want to know how much rent was. I do, too. Like, was he paying? Like, did he write her a check for like 16? Oh, boom. $800. $800. So they're sharing a place. So let's say $1,600 mm-hmm. for two bedroom. Feels like maybe he could do $700 and invest in a bed, low payment plan. I just, I, I'm confused. I'm just confused. I, I mean, I guess, you know, we know he's scamming. <laughs> there's, there's no, <laughs> this makes no sense. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like you can get a bed on walmart.com for definitely like a hundred bucks. So I'm not, I'm, I'm very confused as to why this man does not own a place to lay his head. So the check cleared the next day for the $800. And for the next few days, things went well. Then after only 11 days of living together, the arrangement started to decline when Jed, who was really Jameson, refused to pay his half of the utility bills. When Alex pressed, he offered to take her to court. <laughs> what? What? He offered to take her to court. <laughs> Ma'am, with your chariot awaits, shall we head down to the old superior court? Yo, I'm driving Cinderella. to Uber, actually. I'm outside. I'll wait five minutes for court. <laughs> That's where we're going. Um, after that, I got to start the ride. What? No. I thought you were going to say he offered to take her to dinner, and then it was a plot twist with court. Right. I just feel like you don't offer to take Like That sounds so polite. Like, well, would you like to go to court? No, I'm not paying the bills. But if you would like to go to court, let me know. Mm-hmm. I'm offering that. Uh, I'm offering legal hands. Would you like to fight legally? And I'm so, a lawyer. Don't forget. Right. So I know all the laws, mm-hmm. even, even the ones they don't tell you about. Like, mm-hmm. so definitely intimidating. So after this incident, stranger things began to follow. I can't imagine anything stranger than uh, I'm like, hey, the light bill, <laughs> the light bill came in. And he's like, no, you want to go to court? So one evening, Alex discovered that Jed had taken light bulbs from the living room lights to screw into his bedroom lamps. A few days later, she came home to discover all six chairs at the dining table had disappeared, only to find them in Jed's room fashioned into a desk. <laughs> into a bed. <laughs> it should have been a bed. It should have. Just put all the chairs together and then laid in between. Right, he's laying in between the chairs. That's what I would have imagined too, but he fashioned it into a desk, you know, for his lawyer work. Mm -hmm. You know how desks work, Mm -hmm. which is fascinating to me because it's like, why don't you just come out into the kitchen and work from the table? Or go to a coffee shop. Like normal people who don't have desks. Mm -hmm. Exactly, like the rest of us. Right, so the last straw, which... I can't believe all these other straws weren't the last straw, but okay, sis. So the last straw for Alex occurred when Jameson said that he found a cigarette butt in the toilet and then said he would not be paying next month's rents as Alex had violated the warranty of (laughs) habitability. So basically... Jameson is saying, I found a cigarette butt in the toilet. You're not supposed to be smoking in here. I'm not paying rent. I can't live in these conditions. My bed and my desk could be ruined. Right. My bed desk, that's also chairs, could be destroyed. That are yours. That are yours. That I stole from you, as well as all of my uh, light bulbs. (laughs) So with limited options and no idea what to do next, Alex called her mother. When Alex's mother began her own investigation into Jed Creek, they discovered that Jed Creek was, in fact, Jameson Bachman, and Alex Miller was not his first victim. Uh, So who was Jameson Bachman? Jameson Bachman came from a nice home in Elkins Park, an older, wealthier neighborhood in Philadelphia. His father owned a 
construction company. His mother stayed at home and his older brother, Henry, was considered the golden child. Oh, so Jameson grew up in somebody's shadow. Mm. Mm. And so Jameson grew up doted on by parents, but inwardly was fiercely determined to surpass his brother. However, Jameson's life was changed when he witnessed a horrific incident during his freshman year at Tulane University in 1975. He witnessed the murder of a friend, Ken Gutzi, at a frat house. Oh, no. So when Jameson returned home that summer, he was especially paranoid and would go on endless rants about the rising tide of anti-Semitism. He spent the summer depressed and distraught before nearly completely dropping off the map in the fall. During that time, he allegedly went abroad, living in Israel, and later studying Japanese at the Leiden University in the Netherlands. At the age 38, Jameson completed his bachelor's degree at Georgetown. Seven years later, he completed his doctor degree at the University of Miami, where professors called him a remarkably talented student. He failed to legitimize his law career, and then in 2003, he failed the bar exam on his first try and never went back. So he's never been a lawyer. Mm-mm. He went to law school, but he didn't become yeah. a lawyer. He was like adjacent to law. He's in the cul-de-sac of law. He lived three doors down from Esquire, but... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I think he's Esquire, but I don't think that he's a... Lo- I think Esquire just means you graduate law school, right? Oh, I thought you had to like pass the bar and be a lawyer. I, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I just... That's what I thought. <laughs> I don't have any facts Somebody look for that anyone. up for us. Yeah. But Google he- it. <laughs> So he he had the vibes of law. Mm-hmm. He went and studied the law and then decided that he was not actually going to become a lawyer. So in the United States, Esquire is often shortened, and it's a title of courtesy given to a lawyer and commonly um, appended to their surname. So you do have to be a lawyer. So you need to pass the bar okay. and, yeah, be a agent of the law, which uh, Mr. Oh, Bachman. Oh, Bachman was not. Mm-mm-mm. He was familiar with the law. It was his homie. It was like, you know, they had mutuals, him and the law, but yeah. he was not practicing it. Yes. So in 2012, Jameson targeted a woman named Melissa Frost, claiming to be a New Yorker whose home had been destroyed in Hurricane Sandy. So this is Melissa. Okay, mm-hmm. with these painting overalls. Okay. Melissa's giving artsy vibes. She's giving a style icon. Look at her, she her little is. bob. I'm into it. Yeah, Melissa has a roommate. So Melissa was overcome with pity and offered him a room uh, because he said, Hurricane Sandy washed all my things away and um, Mm. I'm in New York and I'm a lawyer and help me out. So the problem began slowly as they normally did. He scuffed up the floors. He kicked down doors. That's not a slow problem. I feel like Mm -hmm. if you're kicking down doors, that's a big problem. He clogged the toilets with cat litter. What? This man is a menace. (laughs) Yeah, this is my nightmare. I, 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 he came with Tupperware and an extra cat, and he's getting kitty litter in the toilet. And you're worried about a cigarette butt, my guy. My Where guy. Are the standards. Couldn't you just be an annoying normal roommate who you know eats somebody's leftovers yeah. or doesn't wash dishes? Why are you putting litter in my toilet and and, and kicking down my doors? <laughs> Scratching my floors also. This is wild. So over time, he became more aggressive and repeatedly and occasionally violently asserted, this is my house now. Oh, no. So his ultimate goal was not just to secure rent-free rooms, but to start a fight and have his roommates sue him. So not only was he trying to live for free, he was then trying to kick you out of your home. But what does he get if you sue him? I don't know what he gets. He gets so, to practice law. He gets to defend himself in the court. I, th- I a think moment that in the sun. 
I think that litigation ties up the situation. It makes mm. it longer to process. So when you get into litigation with people, then that gives him even more time to squat, to even more time to live rent free. Mm. So while squatting in Melissa's home, he told a reporter, I'm happy to have her file an eviction notice. She files the filing fee, and then I piggyback on the filing fee and hit her with a counterclaim. That's just tactics. So in practice, this rarely worked. When he stepped before Judge Marvin Williams in Philadelphia to accuse Melissa Melissa Frost of destroying his property, Judge Williams told him, I find you to be totally incredible. I don't believe a word you say, and frankly, you're frightening. Love this judge. (laughs) frankly are frightening he's like your vibes are bad you have the face of a liar and i'm scared of you and i'm auditioning to be the next judge judy (laughs) right it's giving a lot of shade frankly you're frightening and then the judge throws a drink from the bench i don't think he's supposed to be throwing uh drinks at us (laughs) this is their audition judges of philadelphia yeah i would watch real judges of philadelphia in a heartbeat real judges of philly is giving for sure (laughs) order Guilty. I said guilty. (laughs) You may not be guilty, but that outfit is per. Get him, Judge. Uh, Oh my gosh. And that's an order. And then, yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Case closed, bitch. Yes, uh, I'm into it. I want this on my television screen. Same. So in such cases, Jameson would disappear before the case reached final judgment, only to move on to his next victim. Jameson wasn't a normal squatter in that he wasn't particularly occupied with the ultimate goal of free rent. Instead, he seemed to target and hang on to his victims out of the pleasure of causing anguish. That he... (laughs) What? Whoa. He... So he would... Take these people on and cause as much misery as possible. His roommates could never do anything to satisfy him because he wanted nothing from him but the sadistic pleasure of watching them squirm as he displaced them. No. Oh, this man is a sicko. That's really fucking scary. Because there's literally nothing worse than having an opponent who is chaotic and has Mm -hmm. no kind of Achilles heel. Like nothing that they want, nothing that you can use to manipulate or motivate them. Because like also think about their friends or their family like... They call and Melissa's like, mom, what should I do? And the mom's like giving her advice like, okay, take the high road or like, okay, we need to take him to court, blah, blah, blah. And like the whole point is he's just sitting there listening to her cry on the phone to her mom. Like nothing that anyone says is going to help because the whole point is that he's miserable or that they're miserable. Like, cruelty is the point. He's like, I want to go to court. Sue me. Yeah. That, <laughs> you know, we should have known when he was inviting people f- to yeah, court. Offer. Offering. Like to go to court with me. He likes to go there. No, you don't want somebody who just likes chaos. Mm-mm. So the end of his squatting career was like May 1st, a little over a month from when Jameson moved in uh, to Alex's place. Um, by this point, Alex and Susan, who is Alex's mother, had been in touch with Melissa Frost, who was one of the previous victims, who he was like scuffing up her floors and putting kitty litter in her toilet (laughs) they found other victims of jameson's and they had a fuller idea of his past that night they held a really wild party alex described on facebook as a send-off for the serial squatter jameson bachman the following morning alex believed jameson to have left earlier that night however he attacked her while she was brushing her (gasps) teeth oh no leading alex to being cut with a knife and hiding in her room until police arrived and arrested jameson jameson was charged with aggravated assault and sent to jail and alex obtained a protection order so 
I just want to say that something that I don't see here is that Jameson got away with a lot of this because people have squatters' rights. So before you allow somebody to move into your place, you need to vet them because as soon as they start getting mail, because that was Jameson's big thing that I don't see um, in these notes, is that he would like move in and immediately have Sam Goody or Amazon, <laughs> Kentucky TV, or whoever sending mail <laughs> to the address so that he could prove that he was a resident. That way, when he stopped paying rent and utilities and started sending out invitations to court, you couldn't just boot him out because technically he lived there. So now he has rights. Wow. But okay, so here's my question. Are there no, there's no protection for the person whose name's on the lease? Once you let someone in, like, so like if your, if your significant other moves in with you and like jumps on your lease and then you guys break up, they can just stay and you can't get them out? Yeah, if they jump on your lease, especially, but if no, not if they jump on their lease. No, you stay on the lease, but they just jump in like to the apartment. If they've been staying there long enough, if they're receiving mail, then yeah, they are afforded some protections. You can't just boot people out onto the street, which is why it's dangerous to take on a roommate without doing the proper vetting process, without getting your landlord involved, which I know some people don't want to do, or having them sign onto the lease. Because sometimes when you're looking for a roommate, you're just like, do you have the money? I don't care if your credit's bad, and maybe their credit's not good enough to get on your lease or the landlord won't let them. And so, and you need money. You need somebody to split them bills. So a squatter can claim rights to property after residing there for a certain time. In California, it takes five years of continuous use or maintenance for a squatter to make an adverse possession or claim. Um, When a squatter claims adverse possession, they can gain ownership of the property legally. Um, So basically, the squatter just reverses it and they claim your property. So it takes time to claim the property, but Mm. you certainly can get protections for not being able to boot somebody out immediately. Um, so did all of these women own their the property that he was moving into or were they also rent were they renting? Some of them were renters. Some of them were like I believe Alex um, lived in the place with her former partner. The partner moved out but it was like she had purchased the place so she was trying to pay a mortgage. I see. Okay. And she wanted it to be her forever home so that's why she was trying to get somebody to help pay that mortgage so that she could continue living there. And something else that I don't see here is that Alex at one point had a roommate, another roommate, like in addition to Jameson, move in and was living in a tent in the living room. Alex. (laughs) Alex, you couldn't afford this place. (laughs) Alex, we got to get your standards up, girl. You could, or you could have just sold the spot downgrade or rent in a luxury building in Philly. Get right on that Rittenhouse Square, girl. Like, what are you doing? Baby girl, Alex, you couldn't afford this place. Mm -hmm. If you had to have another person move in, a third person, and they were Without a bed. Another person without a bed. Alex. Alex. And this person is a tent in a living room. At this point, you you done opened up a halfway house. This ain't Mm -hmm. even your home no more. Like, what's going on? And then Jameson, like, had harassed the person with the tent, was going in their little tent, messing with their things and stuff to the point where the tent person moved out, was like, I'm going to have to pack it up. Uh... (laughs) You know it's unlivable conditions if the person in the tent in the living room is like, I can't do this. It's like, I don't know how you live like this. This is horrible. (laughs) No, I'm going to be packing up my John Deere tent this evening. (laughs) 
I'm out. Yeah, that's how you know it's bad. So arrest and trial. Alex and her mother began cleaning Jameson's room and found a cleaning kit with a uh, gun, a 38 caliber pistol. It was a cleaning kit, but no gun. So they found bullets and a cleaning kit, but not the actual gun. Curious where the weapon is. Mm-hmm. On June 17th, Harry, Jameson's brother, bailed him out of jail. And though Alex and the mother continued to search, they still not found the gun. A few weeks later, Alex and Jameson met under police supervision to exchange his belongings, but the encounter ended in Jameson threatening Alex, which led to rearrest. How you gonna threaten somebody in front of the police? This feels like not a good place. I feel like you don't do your threats. Yeah, it's just, you know, With the not law right mixed there. company. Right. Like, the law is right there. Jameson, chill. For this exact reason. Right. They're here to, he was like, I don't care. They can't protect you. Yeah. It's not like you're, like, at the donut shop and the cops are just hanging out. Like, right. not, they're off duty. It's like, hello, I'm here to mitigate this situation. They came to prevent you from doing this. And yeah, here you are. <laughs> Honestly, this is why cops never do their fucking job. They let them get the threat off. Right. Like, hello, you're supposed to interrupt the threat. They're like, no, we actually can't do anything until he finishes the whole threat. Yeah. And then we'll step in. Wow. Thank you, police. So on October 28th, Harry, who is Jameson's brother, who he was always in the shadow of, uh, bailed him out a second time. But did not allow his brother to live with him. He was like, all right, I'm going to bail you out. We're brothers. But, like, you cannot come stay with me. You are chaos. Shortly before (laughs) 7 o'clock, November 3rd, Harry had stopped on his way out of town to see Jameson in his driveway. Harry had been scheduled to arrive in upstate New York later that night, but he never made it. Harry's wife, Carolyn, called the police uh, who arrived at Harry's house and discovered that Harry had been murdered by his brother. (gasps) He had been beaten and dragged into the basement. That night, police arrested Jameson at a hotel down the road uh, that he had checked into under his brother's name. Uh, Wow. That makes very little sense. So Bachman's preliminary hearing was set for the morning of December 11th. It was canceled the morning of as a few days earlier. Jameson Bachman... um had decided to take his own life uh, at the prison. Alex Miller moved in with her childhood friend and has found a much better living situation since. Yeah, Alex. <laughs> She's found a much better living situation than living with a murderer. Than being yeah. held hostage. By, by uh, having a tent in her living room, living with a murderer and being slashed by him. Right. Well, you know what? I'm glad that you found your way and I feel <laughs> like she probably joined the circle and is doing a lot of wellness yeah. abundance with her girls. Alex, go ahead and manifest those mm-hmm. shapes and those squares. Alex, I'm so sorry that you were held hostage by a petty uh, murderer. Oh, who is that? Oh, oh. The arrest photo. Yes. yeah, yeah. This man is troubled. Uh, well, I'm glad he, that he's he off He killed his brother mm-hmm. because his brother wouldn't let him live with him? Yeah, and I think he was also just jealous of his brother. I see. Like his I whole see. life. And so he just, uh, yeah, it's it's a sad story. This man Very was ill. Sad. He need, he probably needed professional help that he was not getting, clearly. Uh, yeah. But this is just a warning. One, a lot of the victims of uh, Jameson were women. I don't recommend if you're a cisgendered woman living with a cisgendered man that you've never met off of the or internet. Or if you're a trans woman or non-binary. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. anyone who's not a cisgender man probably shouldn't live with a cisgender stranger. That's that's actually what I mean. If you identify as a woman, you should probably not live with a cisgendered man that you found on the internet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you should probably just rule that out. You know, I hate yeah. to discriminate like that, but um, it's Especially probably just... a white one with a good head of hair. Like, Ooh, it's no. a no for me. And he's tall. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know what the giveaway Away, though was did you see in that picture of him that early picture see how big his collar was there was a lot of space between yeah. the back of the collar and the neck yeah it makes me nervous you don't like to see it okay it's indicative of something that i don't like and it is yeah. an instant it's, red flag for me it's like what if alan thick was poor and a murderer <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's what he's giving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, you mm-hmm. don't want to. You don't want to live with Alan Thickens. You don't want to live with him. Mm-mm, you do not. So, guys, we're gonna take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be back with the saddest part of the show, which is where I have to let Tracy go, but not before oh. scammer of the week. Robbery. Back in the nineties, Pepsi and Coca-Cola were in a heated race to try and win loyal customers by any means necessary. But when Pepsi launched an ambitious promotion that encouraged people to buy Pepsi and redeem points for prizes, they overlooked their own fine print in a major way. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Like, who at Pepsi thought it would be a good idea to advertise that people could earn enough points to redeem a military jet as a prize? When they launched their Pepsi points system, they never imagined somebody might try to actually snag it. But a 23-year-old did, and suddenly, Pepsi owed him a jet. Follow the big flop wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a show stopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life like white cream are you kidding me it's giving rich okay quince is that girl y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time get into it get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess and we're back and it's time for scammer of the week uh so where we highlight an honorary charlatan maybe we love him maybe we hate him we'll see today we're talking about an 81 year old woman from kirkwood missouri who was sentenced in court after pleading guilty to helping a nigerian scam artist with whom she had fallen in love with always (laughs) always in love glinda same oh glinda glinda the good witch she was found guilty of two felony counts of identity theft from her participation as a money mule for her boo. A money mule is a person who receives fraudulently attained money on behalf of a scammer and then forwards the proceeds to the scammer. Oh, Glenda. Glenda, you made some bad choices, my Glenda dear. Glenda got a good haircut and it looks like it's blown out. Like her hair looks shiny. Mm-hmm. Glenda definitely mm-hmm. goes to the hair salon once a week. Once a week. Mm-hmm. 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 Glenda, your grandkids do not call you enough because how dare they let you get involved in this? It's not cool. How y'all gonna do Granny Glenda like this? Y'all are wrong. I blame the grandchildren. Always. It's always the grandchildren's fault. She was responsible for up to 1.5 million in fraudulent <gasps> transactions. 
Oh, so Glenda was, she was moving turning. That she way. was moving. Yes, Glenda. Granny Glenda was out here moving, moving mm-hmm. the coins, okay? Mm-hmm. As a part of her sentencing deal, Glenda agreed to film a PSA for the FBI <laughs> warning others against becoming the victim of a scam. So Granny no. Glenda had to get out here like, in the arms <laughs> of a scammer, wire fraud <laughs> is here. <laughs> They got me Granny Glenda. I could keep going on. Yeah, poor Granny Glenda. She just wanted some love. She just wanted some... some. She wanted some good dick. Right. She just wanted a worldly dicking. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's exactly In her right. old age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mm, I hate to see it for her. I hate to see this. Um, so in it, she describes how she fell in love with a man over the internet and then proceeded to ignore friends, family, and even the F to be in the eye, who told her to stop sending the man money. Glenda met the man in 2014, and over the course of almost seven years, he would ask for Glenda's help in paying fees to the Nigerian government or to business associates. He couldn't leave Nigeria and claimed he was finally meet his love when all the fees were paid. He said, baby, I when I when you pay these fees, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the dick. Mm-hmm. I'm coming here. Here I come. When I like just just pay these last transaction fees to TD Bank. Just pay this 1.5 mil, and I'll be there. And when I tell you rounds, yeah, all night. You familiar Wait. with that old Lionel Richie song, All Night Long? <laughs> That's you and me, Glenn. Oh, Glenny. <laughs> I'm going to take you to the sock hop, Glenda. Mm-hmm. You ain't even ready, mm-hmm. okay? It's going to be I'll show jumping. you a bad witch, okay, Glenda? Ah, you ain't had dick this good since uh, Coca-Cola was 10 cents. <laughs> and had actual cocaine in it. <laughs> now he was about to give you that 1950s freaking, oh, Lord. He said, this dick's so good, it should be illegal. Love it versus Virginia. Ew, I know you remember that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Wait, can we see a little bit of this PSA before we go? And I'll put this on the Instagram. I just want to see what Granny Glenda was talking about. Um, when she was warning the other um, hot girls in the elderly community. Let's see here. In 2014, I met the love of my life online. And he told me... <laughs> That he was a U.S. citizen and was working in Nigeria. He asked oh, me. Oh no, for Glenda! Me. Glenda getting out cash. <laughs> forty-five bucks. Glenda got out forty-five dollars on the computer. Glenda, you can't send cash through the computer. <gasps> Glenda is whipping out hella phones. Oh, Glenda! Oh no! Y'all, y'all gotta see this video. Everybody was hating on her love. Over five years. Glenda, five years, like- Glenda. You was getting texts that were that good. Don't be a mule. Okay, no. It ended with hashtag don't be a mule. I can't wait to go look at that hashtag as soon as we're done here. Glenda, this is disrespectful. The FBI, the FBI and I didn't have to disrespect you like this. Hashtag don't be a mule. (laughs) Okay, I have to say something. As a person who has a lot of beliefs about the funding and defunding of the police, I feel that if I met Glenda, she would probably tell me why we need to fund the police so much. But the police come to her and they're like, you're breaking the law. And she's like, no. I'm in love. I'm in love. You don't, you don't want to listen to the police then, but you want me to listen to the fucking police when I'm out here trying to protest. Right. Like, it's like You're all of a sudden the police is wrong. And now... Glenda, Glenda, textual messages? Mm-hmm. You Not went to court. Not seen or spoken to. 
you went to court twice. You have not seen this man. You are just imagining how fine he is. What kind of poems and limericks was this man sending you that's got you putting $45 next to your computer and, and four or five different cell phones that are stolen? And what's going on? Where's her bingo community? Where are her people? Like, you don't know anybody you could hang out with who will talk to you or see you? Just companionship. Like, because this is just via text and email exchange. Like, what's happening? Glenda, I'm also blaming your hairstylist. Who at Great Clips is responsible for this? Because I know you told them about this relationship mm-hmm. every week when you was getting your, your wash and cut. And, mm-hmm. and, and nobody stopped you. My love. Um, my love. My love. What is his name? Glenda, did he tell you his name? <laughs> Glenda. I can't wait to hear what it was. <laughs> Glenda. I, I'm going to stand beside you, Glenda. This is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Glenda, we're proud of you. For all of you've done, yes. for the way you fought for love, through it all, through thick and thin. Glenda, I need you to get on seniors.com, sunrise.com, whatever Cialis brand uh, apps they got out there for for the old hot girls who need the cobwebs dusted mm-hmm. off because mm-hmm. I want that for you, Glenda. This is this is not you going out down sad and bad. I don't like that for you. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that brings us to the end of another episode. Tracy, thank you so much for being thank here. You Tracy, for you're fantastic. Me. Where do you like to be found? Where do you want the people to find you? Um, so I talk about books all the time. So please find my podcast where I talk about books. Uh, it's called The Stacks. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, wherever you're yes. listening now. And then you can find me on Instagram at The Stacks Pod, where I talk <laughs> even more about books. And on Twitter, you can find just me, no books, at Bytracial. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's By it. Bytracial, I love it. And yeah, just me, no books. Just yeah. me, no books. Yes. Uh, and guys, as always, scamguyspod at gmail.com. Snitch on your friends and family, guys. I want to hear these scam stories. Just make sure the scam's retired so we don't fuck up your bag. If you want to find me, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, Diva Lacey, on all platforms. New episodes of iCarly will start streaming April 8th, if you are into that. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I got right now, guys. Uh, congregation, stay scheming. Scam goddess! This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Marina Pais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming! This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Hey there, I'm Sujin Park. And I'm Kulap Vilaisak. Join us for Add to Cart. Every week we talk about the things we buy and buy into and what they say about who we are. That's right, like our friend Nicole Byer. I am a lady who has many tabs open and they all have carts filled with things. <laughs> <laughs> Got a bajillion tabs full of stuff too? We'll break down what that says about you and us every week. Search for Add to Cart wherever you get your podcasts.